0: Well hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode forty eight of your biweekly trophy hunting podcast. I am one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined as always by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano, the boys. What's going on? The boys. The boys.
1: The boys are back in town.
0: <laughs> exactly. It had like a kind of festive ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
2: quite the remix yeah sure. For, for
0: sure yeah how are you guys doing today it's uh the start of a, a december sort of couple week of holiday period so i'm assuming you're doing well
1: yeah for sure looking forward to these uh next two weeks of just relaxing and playing a lot of video games
0: there you go what more can you ask for eli what about you how are you We're good yeah you didn't say, it doesn't sound as good I've gotta yeah. be honest with you it well, little... I
2: don't get two weeks
0: you don't get off. the two weeks right okay but I am gonna take a little trip I took some time oh nice where where are you gonna go on your trip or is this like what Colorado you're... Colorado yeah. oh okay for the holidays I'm assuming or is it yeah, a separate sure. trip
2: yep My uh my brother's in town currently and uh for through the uh through Christmas. And then uh, we're gonna go out to Colorado, and play uh, in some snow. Very cool. Year's. Yeah. Now,
0: now I can't remember. Do you ski or snowboard?
2: Uh, I snowboard. I I used to snowboard. I'd right. love to do it again, but it's always such a hassle, man.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming and you you don't it's... own your own equipment anymore. I don't. So I do. Oh, okay. Nice. It's just uh, so far. When I where i used to live it
2: was like 45 minutes and if i want to go another one it was like an hour maybe an hour 15 minutes so it wasn't too bad but here i feel like you got to go all the way out to i don't know those mountains over there tahoe yeah <laughs> Tah- <laughs> i was just like you uh, guys been up
0: too late playing Fortnite. you can tell <laughs> it's, like, it's like three hours
2: yeah it's true i'm not doing that for you know used to be able to just like go for the night
0: yep know. Yep. Well, we used to do day trips even in high school to go up to Tahoe. So we would leave at like 4 a.m. on a Saturday and drive up there. And then you like, you know, go from like 8 to 3 or 4. And then when the slopes close, then you'd come drive back down, get home at like 8. So those were those were long days indeed. Yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't snowboarded in quite a while either. Like I said, I don't own my equipment anymore. So it's a huge hassle if I want to go. But I used to love Earth. it. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I'd like to get Zayden into it. It's, I don't know if it's that practical. Maybe he'll be a skier. Maybe he'll be a pizza wedger. Oh what? No. You know how like the pizza wedge and the french fries? Pizza, french fry. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I've never heard it called a pizza wedge though. It's a wedge. Pizza wedge. slice. a slu <laughs> sl- I- your pizza wedge with your uh <laughs> with your gallon of milk.
0: I had a few pizza wedges last night playing <laughs> poker. <laughs> with, with your <laughs> cylinder of milk. Yep i did i did daryl set, settle this wedge yay or nay on pizza called pizza wedge
1: wait what's going on a pizza wedge
0: <laughs> yeah instead of pizza slice you say give me two wedges you know when you go into a restaurant
1: nah man nah pizza <laughs> Let me slice yeah
0: we get that wedgie combo this wedge is kind of small you know <laughs> <laughs> Th- thin crust wedge <laughs>
1: i'm gonna try that out can you pass me a wedge please
0: yeah just see, what, your wedge. see where it takes you
1: <laughs> do you actually call it that or
0: was that just like? oh i'm an, just fucking around i no way okay. that's psycho was... shit there's probably someone yeah. who's listening who does and you're a psycho and we love you for it <laughs> <laughs> do you ski or snowboard daryl now that we're we're just you know quick discussion on that
1: i tried it uh, a few years ago at big bear and it was fun but I just couldn't get up on the board. I had a, a lot of trouble trying to get up mm-hmm. like I, I had the board on my feet, but I had like a guy try to like he was trying to describe like, all right, this is how you do it, but I just couldn't do it, but yeah, I mean, I would try it again,
2: yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's hard to get used to with the uh you gotta either be like on one of the edges on like your toes or your heels, yep, and that's a bit like weird to get used to.
0: Yeah, there's very little of it that's just like you flat on the board. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was kind of embarrassed,
0: favorite? right?
1: When I tried it for the first time, because the guy was like describing the way to get up, so like I was like using as much force as possible to get myself up and then I like farted and <laughs> I was like uh... and this was back when nobody was wearing masks you know so like oh, I was yeah. like, oh shit I hope he doesn't like smell this and be like alright I'm done with this guy on to the next <laughs> client
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a really uh, great point about the masks though because you, you have to worry about it a little less now most of the time you know you still worry about it but you're like oh shit like they probably can't smell it as well yeah yeah it's good all, thing when you're snowboarding
2: you're kind of wearing a mask
0: yeah you're all bundled up if yeah. i mean if that fart escapes the snow clothes you're wearing that's a pretty intense fart. yeah you might want to think about a new outfit <laughs> yeah you might need to change your shorts <laughs> okay so eli you said you're going to colorado for not you for, say? you're going to colorado right colorado 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 oregon uh but yeah so that's for post christmas you're doing christmas out here señor. nice very cool very cool daryl what about you what are you doing for christmas are you going to be local or traveling or what's the game plan
1: i'll be doing both local and traveling on christmas Mm. day no offense (laughs) no No offense i just feel like that'd be rough (laughs) yeah it's gonna be different um we had originally decided to go to Mexico but then that whole thing kind of fell and then I was like you know let's go to LA see my family I haven't seen them and my wife was cool with that and then like she wanted to spend time with her family cuz her, um her, her parents are a little older now so she's a little bit more conscious of like oh you know they're getting older so never know could be their our, our last christmas together so she's like yeah let's just spend time with My family, and then like 1 or 2 o'clock that same morning, go down to L.A.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to be a busy day for you then.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Holy moly. But it sounds like it'll be fun, and you still get some time at home before then, obviously, to relax a little bit. And uh, yeah, hopefully a little bit of time on the back end, or are you not coming back until like right before we go back to work?
1: Uh, I'll be back. I'll probably be out there for a few days. Um Just spend time with my family and then head home. Yeah. There's something about LA. Like every time I go there, like I'm super excited. But once I enter like the city limits, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to go home now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of LA either. I don't dislike it. Like I, you know, it's whatever. But I've only been a couple times for as close as we are, relatively. You know, I do really have a sort of desire to go to Disneyland. I haven't been in like 12 years at this point and they've added obviously the whole star wars aspects of it. The Avengers campus I think is there now. And so I think it would just be kind of fun to, uh, to do that to go with Stephanie and spend a weekend, but it's not LA proper, but Anaheim, you know, that, that sounds in- enjoyable.
2: Yeah. Not going to LA sounds enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Not going to LA, but near LA. <laughs> sounds enjoyable.
0: <laughs> Got it from a distance. That's right. Yeah, well, let's see, as for myself, I leave, at the time of recording this, I leave in about four or five days to go back east uh, for Christmas with Steph and her family, and that'll be in Delaware slash Pennsylvania, a couple different houses. Yep, so that'll be pretty fun, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll get back on the 28th and then have a long weekend, kind of, I work for a few days and then have like, we have that Monday the 3rd off, so a bit of a long weekend as well before we go back proper in the new year so it'll be a a nice and restful time and the way we've organized our recording schedule uh, we actually have recorded our next episode already so that's pretty exciting for us so we are going to have a small little hiatus hiatus what the fuck hiatus (laughs) from actually uh, recording but you guys won't notice any of that no interruptions at all of course the shows will still go up as planned and scheduled so yeah you going to uh, philly Yes, we are going to go to Philly to look at Christmas lights. What? What about to get cheesesteaks? Oh, um, I don't so know. Like you know what? I I don't I don't think. Oh, so. they do have
2: that like Boathouse Row. Is that where you're going? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yep. yeah, you're right, right down there. You get you're pretty close. You might as well go.
0: Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, I didn't have a cheesesteak last time I was there in October, but I did have a sandwich or a hoagie, which you probably are familiar with, Capriotis? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm dude. Sorry the chain out there i thought you might know anyway it was was good they had some veggie turkey it was like vegan turkey with coleslaw and like some good like sauce on it and stuff too i was like this is a dope sandwich so Mm. yeah speaking of do you do you guys do any gardening yes we do yeah yes
2: what do you what do you what do you It's mostly
0: like herbs because the yard that we have here isn't very big and there's not a whole lot of room for it's like all rock Really, so succulents do really well, and then we have, like, little planter boxes with, like, some herbs and stuff, and then we have an orange tree and a lemon tree, so that's not right. too intense, but her dad, um, Seth's dad, who she's house-sitting for right now, has a massive garden, tons of herbs, and then all, like, you know, tomatoes, onions, like, you know, zucchini, fucking peppers, like, they, they can make salads, basically, like, from just their backyard, which is really cool.
2: Nice, yeah, I did that, I was... I was thinking of planting some more grass in my backyard so I can plant more more veggies. Mm-hmm. I, I've planted uh, cucumbers and peas, lettuce, spinach. Spinach didn't do so good. Mm-hmm. And I had I actually had cat pee pumpkins once.
0: Whoa, interesting.
2: Yeah, when we moved in, there was just like my cat decided to start peeing in the garden. And yeah. some pumpkins grew out of it. So the first year <laughs> we lived here, we had pumpkins for Halloween for free. What <laughs>
0: in the actual fuck? That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Huh. Did they taste like pee?
2: I didn't eat them. I, we carved them.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I yeah. would I would have been curious. Maybe you open them up, there's little kittens inside. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'd love
2: to, like, oh, I want to, like, plant corn. I just get yeah. some more grass in there. But I'm having a tough time deciding between, like, just normal grass or some sod, dude.
0: I fucking knew it i fucking (laughs) knew it i was gonna say oh this has a feeling like it's gonna transition to some stupid dad joke and here it is some saw saw i think you need to go with that bermuda bluegrass but (laughs) i don't know there's all there's like tons of different types of grass right and it really comes into play with golfers but i don't fucking know what's going on there Yeah. yeah maximum could probably probably let us know maximum yeah let us know i think he's taking classes on that as well so um yeah god damn it eli Come on, man, come on, yeah, ding. all right, well, speaking of which, let's get into it. You got some dad jokes for
2: me. I, get... I do. all right, let's go all right uh what what do you hear? uh just sorry, just kidding. okay, did you hear about the the hungry clock? No, no, <laughs> no it went back for seconds. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that one. That's good. How do you know when your mutton has gone rotten?
0: When it's time to chop it. Uh, no, I don't fucking mutton chops. It. <laughs>
2: it tastes bad. Man.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh what do you call a donkey with three legs? A well hung donkey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: three legs, dude. That would be five legs. Try a tripod. <laughs> I don't... A wonky. Oh wonky. my god.
2: <laughs> what do you call a donkey with four legs? Donkey? Yeah.
1: Stable. A what? Stable. Oh,
0: Fucking man. nonsense. I think right. a well-hung donkey is the right answer there. You, you guys oh, what let do you call a
2: donkey one? with five legs?
0: Well-hung donkey.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. You got
0: one. Good job, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Let's go. go on, roll, dude. Let's go. All
2: right. I got a holiday one here. Okay. What does a gingerbread man use to make his bed? Frosting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cookie sheets. Oh, that's good. That's cute. I like yeah, that. That's for my mom. Yeah, it's really wholesome. You know what? Get your mom in here to write these jokes because <laughs> those... <laughs> <laughs> the well hung donkey ones from her too, right? Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was all you, brother. That's right. Well, that's what you were thinking about. That's right. I'm always thinking about. <laughs> holy shit wow those are good i like the inclusion of the holiday theme too because you know it's in keeping It's very nice and uh any other ones or is that it that's are we good uh that's it for now okay cool no i mean maybe if you feel it later in the show you can interject him but i think that's good for now yeah yeah uh, as said at the top, this is uh, Trophy Talks, the biweekly trophy hunting podcast. We're coming into the second episode of the month of December, which means, of course, that we're going to be talking about what we've been playing this month. We've got some bangers for you. And as always, we have some awesome Patreon-submitted questions from, from our audience and from our patrons. Remember, you can check that out at patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast. There's links in there to the Discord, which you should go and check out and hop in and uh, come chat with all these fine and lovely people. I think that's it. But let's give our Patreon shout outs here. So, this is a special thanks to Charles Bilby, the Sly G Cooper, Patrick Tebow, Slugger, Be Down, Maximum Carnage, and Skrillis. So, thank you all for your support of the show. And, of course, thank you for everyone who's listening as well. We hope you are having a wonderful holiday season and/or time period whenever you're listening to this. Anything else to add there, boys, before we get into the Patreon questions?
1: Nah, we're good, man. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. what do
2: you call it? What do you call a snowman with the six pack? Um, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the abdominal snowman.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh! What kind of music do elves like?
0: Christmas carols, rap music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, can you imagine dude just fucking a bunch of elves bumping Jedi mind tricks wrapping up their Christmas gifts <laughs> 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 oh they got the Bose beats on and shit <laughs> it's fucking, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's good stuff all right um <laughs> you know I, I assume we're gonna keep getting more of these as the show goes on so we'll, we'll move on for now um and let's get into our first patreon submitted question hey Daryl I'm gonna tag you you want to read us out the first question of the show.
1: Yeah. So the first one comes from the Sly G Cooper. And his question is if you could instantly have your dream career regardless of schooling, what would it be? Hmm.
0: Very hard hitting question, you know? Mm-hmm. Some real life shit. Eli what'd you have for yeah. this guy?
2: Uh stay at home dad. Smart answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, it's up for debate, but, you know, it's kind of like the first, the quick thing that came to mind, because that'd be pretty cool. Oh, but definitely. I don't know how that would, that would really work, because there's some, uh, some caveats to this, this question I was considering. Um, well, another, another part of that would too, would be like a really smart investor. Maybe I could do both of those things. Yeah. You know, I, I would get best of both worlds there
0: right like day trading or something you mean i don't
2: know someone who get makes a lot of money from investing
0: yeah playing the stock market and shit i don't know yeah. day
2: trade i've known nothing about it really yeah but uh someone who is good at that has some insight on on what to do and when but yeah you know if it regardless of schooling you know does it if it instantly came with the skills and knowledge as well cuz there's not a lot uh you know that you can trade for the years on a job you know right. so not having to go to school and having this job are you like completely stupid at this job <laughs> or are you like competent and you have these skills and the knowledge comes along with this with this uh with this twisted fate
0: oh you know? nice words there uh i th- i would assume maybe you just come in knowing everything that you would need to know that's kind of how I would take it because it's a fantasy scenario, right? So no, mm-hmm. no need to place the limitations on yourself.
2: Yeah, then if it if had to be like a job job, I would definitely want some kind of like shop work, you know, like making cabinets or welding or maybe even just like the woodworking in general, like being creative and selling art made mm. art. Yeah,
0: yeah, that'd be something cool. like
2: that. Maybe like a chainsaw fucking carver or something
0: you know oh yeah i've seen some of those cool yeah
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. sell one totem for 50 grand i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah i I like like the stay-at-home dad dad answer though because like i mean i know it's obviously i I don't have a kid so i can't speak to like how difficult that is obviously raising a a kid especially when they're you know babies and stuff but i i feel like it'd be really rewarding and like a fun experience most of the time and uh you know Yeah, like I've you know Stephanie and I have talked about it where it's like if one of us has a job that can afford the other one to do that, I I wouldn't care if it was her you know bringing in the money and me being at home or vice versa. Like doesn't bother me at all. I think it sounds kind of sweet. (laughs) So (laughs) I would
2: definitely recommend that.
0: I know it's a lot more work than just like you know the base level would you would assume, but but still I think it would be good.
2: It could be pretty hard, but I think that would be way more rewarding than any job could offer sure because it's going to be hard times at a regular job too so
0: yeah exactly and you're your own boss right i mean that's a big part of all the jobs or all the careers that you listed the big thing i think with all of them is you're kind of your own boss you dictate your own schedule you work as much as you want to work i mean that's debatable well i I guess with the dad i guess i meant more for like the day (laughs) i meant more for like the investing and like the the working on cabinets and woodworking and stuff right like right. you know, you're like I'm just gonna go out to the shop for a few hours today. Maybe tomorrow I'll go in the shop for eight hours. Maybe today I don't go at all. You know, it's kind of like driven by however much you want to put into it. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You yeah. got? Uh, let's see. I mean, no surprise. I think for anybody, I said working in games in some way, shape, or form. And I don't exactly know like what that would be just yet. I've I've researched a lot of different jobs in the industry. And when I was first getting out of undergrad and call and going into grad school, I was really into the idea of like doing games journalism. And I was writing for those, those couple like small websites and stuff. And I thought it was really fun, but um, you know, I think a producer would be really cool as well. You don't actually need any technical skills need. I say like, you don't have to be a, a master like programmer and have like super, super proficiency with all these like coding languages to be a producer. It's you're really like, Managing the team that's making the game, so the, your your job is to kind of keep everyone on track, hit deadlines, like make sure everyone has the support that they need. You're a project manager basically, mm-hmm. and uh, so th- I thought that would be a, a cool sort of introductory way to get into the industry, like associate producer. And um, yeah, I actually uh, signed up to go to school again in January, which I don't know if you guys or know about know about that yet. But I I signed up to take a couple classes at the junior college working towards my associate's degree in game design. So, um, yeah, slowly going to be chipping away at that because I would love to actually make the transition and work in that in some way. But at the same time, like you look at people like, excuse me, I had to burp, like podcasting for a living or, you know, doing Twitch content or YouTube content. I don't know if I could do the content stuff necessarily, but being able to do podcasting for a living, I think would be actually awesome. And, uh, yeah, so that's another part of it. But something to do with games, talking about games, because that's what I think about like 99% of the day anyway. So might as well. hmm But yeah, Daryl, what about you?
1: For I me, mean, I said uh, my dream career would be like to become a filmmaker. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I've always like mentioned on, you know, on this podcast, how I watch movies. I, I talk about movies a lot of the times. So, always fun to see like pop culture references to movies and like the trophy lists so for me i think like being able to like create a movie would be an awesome like career uh i'll probably do something like in the sci-fi or horror genre because those are like the two movie genres i typically like to watch most of the time
0: yeah what if it was a sci-fi horror like alien
1: Like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can combine those two. Best of both worlds. Yeah, you know, I think it would be really cool. Um, Yeah, you know, just seeing, like, your work on the big screen would be pretty dope. Uh, Meeting celebrities, movie actors, movie actresses would be cool. Just kind of building a movie from the ground up is, like, something that I would love to partake in. And uh, being able to, you know... Tell that story visually would be like a cool thing, and you know, being able to like make this for people who enjoy stuff like this as well. That would mm-hmm. be pretty awesome.
0: So, yeah, I, could, I totally agree. Go ahead, Eli.
2: you could be the cutscene producer for Colin.
0: See,
1: <laughs> that's right,
0: dude. There you go. I think that'd be and, sick. Uh, I'll, I'll invest in, in your guys' movie. Yeah, <laughs> or, or you can design <laughs> the, the desks for us all while we're working. You can make us our. You oh, you know what? I actually.
2: Desks i had i don't know if i applied but i had my when my dad was moving out here we were looking into like um set building oh building yeah sets for like what,
0: what yep i have a friend who does that full-time down in what? la hook me up dude yeah no i mean i could i could yeah he's he's been doing that for a few years now he loves it yeah? and um yep that'd be cool yeah but the question i had for you daryl was like so, would you be more interested in like the director side, or like the producer side, or like the writing of the script side, or just kind of anything really? Like as long as you could get your hands in there.
1: I'd be more like the director side of it, yeah. Like being able to like you know direct the whole movie and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and then yeah, I think that's kind of like where I was leaning more towards.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, when I first got exposed to. I, I, and I watched a lot of movies growing up, but I didn't watch a lot of, like, this is going to sound so fucking pretentious. I didn't watch a lot of, like, films, okay? So I just watched, like, action movies that I was, like, really into, and, you know, Star Wars, <laughs> like, all that kind of stuff. When I first got exposed to Quentin Tarantino movies, I watched, like, six of them in a row. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, what the fuck? And I actually, this is I was probably 18 or 19, I wrote, like, 30 pages of a script. Like that, like within like a month after that, because I was like really into this idea of like writing a movie. I thought it was awesome. Nice. Um, I I kind of see if I can find that somewhere still. But yeah, I I I think that's a really cool answer as well. What's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's fluctuated over the years. To be honest with you, it's probably Inglorious Bastards. Like overall, it's uh, a good one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Pulp Fiction is what like a lot of people say. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like was Pulp Dogs. Fiction. Oh, Rez, yeah, yeah Reservoir Dogs, Dog. the OG. Yep. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, it's it's pretty good as well. Probably, I'll, it's easier for me to say my least favorite, which is Jackie Brown.
2: Hmm. I part right. of it.
0: It's not bad. I mean, it's still a Tarantino movie, so it's going to be good. But just within the scope of Tarantino movies, it's kind of you know. I'm going to when... get a hot take here. My least favorite is uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. that is a pretty hot take yeah i'm tired of hearing about it yeah (laughs) so i didn't list it you know Uh, also his newest one which i'm not sure if you guys have seen once upon a time in hollywood is really good i I mean it's only a couple years old at this point but it's really solid i enjoyed it yeah i ended up buying it on amazon so i have it in perpetuity
1: when i used to live in la Um, a big thing that my wife and I used to do was to go to a lot of the plays that they had down there. And one of the plays kind of took inspiration from Quentin Tarantino's movies. So the, the play was like a bunch of different scenes, but they didn't really make sense until you kind of like got towards the end and then realized how they all kind of like connected with each other. Mm. And, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. Uh, when I watched, or when we went to go watch it together, the week after, um, they had a big showing, and I'm assuming that's just from like when everybody who had watched it with us just, was just raving about it, and uh, it became popular, yeah, down there in LA.
0: That's cool. Do Can't you remember, remember the, the, name name of, the name? oh damn. Yeah, yeah. I like going to see plays as well. I think every once in a while they're 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 good fun, mate. They're good fun. Uh, so thank you, Slide G. Cooper. Let us know as well what your dream career would be in the Discord or in the comments wherever you're listening. We want to know. I want to hear about it. Thank you very much. And uh, Eli, I know you like to read out loud, so I'm going to give you a nice long one for the second, <laughs> the second <laughs> question from Patreon. <laughs> speaking speaking of movies, yep. Who would win in a fight, Darth Vader versus
2: Sephiroth?
0: Hmm. Interesting. And that comes to us from Maximum Carnage. So thank you, Maximum, for your interesting questions, as always. You know, they're always a little, uh, little hard to prepare for because they're kind of, you know, they're one-offs. Good stuff. Daryl, what did you, you have for this one?
1: Uh, so reading this question, you know, I was fanboying over it. I automatically gave the victory to Darth Vader
3: mm. in this
1: 1v1. Uh, Darth Vader has like a special place in my heart. As one of the OG villains in cinematic history. I just think he's a badass villain, you know, and one you don't want to mess with in the galaxy. But, you know, I had to do some some research. I had to be open-minded. So, I did some research on this opponent because I've never played Final Fantasy VII or any other Final Fantasy game. And I have no idea who this Sephiroth character is. And just like with any fight, you never want to underestimate your opponent. And then, um, you know, I watched the eight-minute breakdown video of a boss fight with Sephiroth on YouTube. And I got to say, man, it pains me to say this, but Darth Vader would lose <laughs> in the 1v1 against Sephiroth.
0: Yeah. I had to watch some videos as well. Luckily, when Maximum submitted the question, he also was like, if you don't know anything about it, here's a link to, like, a video that you can watch oh, on this so. guy. Thanks for the link. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah.
1: But, yeah um i i didn't check out any of the links that max sent but i did just watch one yeah i kind of prepared super late so eight minutes was like the best i can do well on- that's that's
0: like how long the one i watched was so oh, okay yeah you're you're good i think we might have even watched the same video
1: but yeah just kind of like watching like sephiroth in battle um they're, they're both similar in that they're pretty pretty good in combat and have some mystical abilities but I think Sephiroth disabilities, both combat wise and mystical abilities, he just has the edge on Darth Vader. Sephiroth's giant katana would make it difficult for Darth Vader to keep the fight close. Um he's seen pretty fast yes. in the in the fight. So I don't know if Darth Vader can handle that. Because kind of going based off like what I've seen, like on the movies and even the TV shows, Darth Vader does not seem like an agile character.
0: <laughs> no, he's he's not the fastest guy.
1: No, he's just more of like a you know like a like a presence there. You know, he's just like kind of like intimidating. He has that walk where he's just kind of like mentally breaking down whoever he's fighting, and I think that's kind of like you know his advantage but i don't think that will work in this case and against sephiroth is that that man is just dangerous from everywhere on the battlefield you know if he's far away he has abilities that can really hurt you from afar or if he's really close he has that sword and you know he also has those elemental attacks that he can throw at darth vader i know in the movies you know the jedi or the sith they're really good at deflecting projectiles but dude this, this guy throws a meteor on you
0: Yeah, I know. I was wondering (laughs) if his lightsaber could just fuck it up, though. You know, like depending on how big the meteor is, like could he just be like, you know, slash it and it's gone,
1: man? Or force hold uh, it?
0: You know what I mean? This is where it gets complicated because, like, I don't know the interactions of the Force in the world of Final Fantasy. So, you know, like how I don't, I don't, I just don't quite get how that would work. Like, and I was so my sort of just to piggyback on what you were saying, like. I, I thought it had a lot to do with context of how and where they're fighting. Because Darth Vader is basically, like, a general in an Imperial army with, like, starships and, like, the Death Star, which can destroy an entire planet from, like, you know, across the solar system away. So, I'm like, if he's fighting with the full force of the Empire behind him, like, even if in one-on-one combat, maybe he'd get a little bit outclassed, you know, he's still gonna fuck up Sephiroth because Sephiroth is just one dude. And you know, throwing one meteor versus a fleet of starships, who cares? And then the other thing I didn't quite understand was like, you know, Darth Vader has like the force choke. So he could just be like start of the fight, boom, force choke. Are you is he is Sephiroth dead? Or was that does that not work on him? See, we don't know. We just don't fucking know. So I think context is key, but I agree that Sephiroth has has uh given me some pause. I think I'd I'd go with what you said in that if it's one on one purely just them fighting, probably Sephiroth.
1: Yeah. I think also, too, that, that you know, the only way Darth Vader can, like, possibly win this fight, which I don't even know could happen, is if he makes the fight quick and short. Because in the video that I watched, the longer the fight went on, the stronger Sephiroth became. Right. So, like, if Darth Vader, in, you know, whatever he can possibly do to win that fight as fast as he can, he, he's going to have to pull out a miracle. Out of his uh know, his bag of tricks.
0: His... <laughs> Out of his Keister.
1: Yeah. <laughs> his robotic keister.
0: Yeah. But... I feel like if you've seen Rogue One, right, Daryl? Yeah. So I feel like Darth Vader and the end of Rogue One is like the most agile and best that we ever see him in the movies. So if we put him as like that era of Darth Vader, it's like maybe the best chance. But even then, like you said, you have to end the fight quick. So
1: I did yeah. think of that scene, and I was like, man, Darth Vader would totally kick Sephiroth's ass, but he went up against Rebel Soldiers, dude. Them Rebel Soldiers going to even stand a chance against him.
0: Yeah, those guys were way out of their league. They'd just been pulled off of hydration farms on Tatooine, drinking blue milk, and then you just fight Darth Vader right away? I don't think so. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, yeah. what, what, you've been suspiciously quiet. What do you think for this guy?
2: I have no idea listening to you guys sounds like sethroth would take it okay yeah depending on the context
0: yeah yeah
2: i don't have much more to add besides what you guys uh went in depth with i didn't get any link for a video so i'm i'm a bit clueless and didn't have time to research so
0: okay the, the link was a pm i should have sported the pm to you guys too but yeah that's my you know it's all good based on what we said though you think sethroth that's okay
2: yeah, I don't know. I, I do like, you know, Daryl was pointing out that it would have to be quick. So if you just get in there and force choke him, mm-hmm. fucking over then.
0: Or even so. just like throw his lightsaber, you know? I'm going to go like, Darth Vader then.
2: Yeah. Does he force choke him, then throw your lightsaber while Fuck. you're choking him? Just fun. do deal.
0: Yep. Have you even seen Star Wars, by the way? I don't know if we've... T- we've
2: I don't one. know, dude. Maybe.
0: Do me a favor, all right? And watch some of the old Star Wars movies at some point in the next year, okay? No. Do yourself a favor. Check them out. Well, thank you very much for that question, Maximum Carnage. Hopefully, you got some good insight from us there. And let us know what you think, because I think you, uh, you're you going to have a more detailed sort of breakdown of the fight, you know, given that you're familiar with Final Fantasy. So, yeah, let us uh, let us know, sir. All right, and then let's get into the, uh, the third question of the show here. This comes to us from Slugger, so thank you very much for that. And his question slash statement. Sony is reportedly getting into the mobile game space. At first I didn't care for this, but after seeing how well Rocket League translated to the platform, I'm a believer. On this note, what Sony IP do you think would translate well to the mobile market without being a total failure? Eli, what did you have for this one?
2: Uh yeah, I've actually I've actually played this new Rocket League game and it is uh way better than it, it ever had the right to be. Um it makes you feel like a pretty pretty badass rocket league player just from the get-go but i i hear they do have some like bot stuff going on in the beginning to make you feel like that but on top of that you just um when you like jump in the game and boost you kind of you do like spinny aerials like you would if you were really good at rocket league so just right there it starts it starts off strong and then you can you can hold your your extra jump in the air as long as you can so you're doing all kinds of like fancy tricks in the air a lot of the games more in the air than regular rocket league so makes you feel like a badass rocket league player so if sony was going to get into this they don't have there isn't another game like rocket league i think is part of the problem maybe not the problem but part of this discussion because that's a very unique ip so i went with a totally different kind of ip and uh, I went God of War. Nice, because I there there are some games that are kind of like God of War. I've played some other mobile games. There was a point in time where I was like looking around. I forget it was some Shadow Warrior thing. I don't know what the hell it was called, but it was kind of cool. It was like just a side scrolling, kind of beat 'em up type deal. And I thought that would be kind of cool uh, for God of War, where it's just a side scrolling beat up in the god of war universe because they do even make some crazy they make like 3d i don't know, i want to call them beat ups but like you know 3d action games and mobile Ugh, excuse me so they they could go that route but i'm not a huge fan of that because i don't know these mobile games are getting so high tech where and these phones are getting so high tech that you could play like you can play like Fortnite on your phone and regular and Genshin Impact, uh, which maybe you should try to see what it's like. But I played some kind of three D game. It was full of microtransactions and shit because it was free. So it was my my time with it was a bit spoiled from that. But I just you know in a mobile space for me, I'm looking for. A dumbed down version of a game, you know, where I can get a similar experience, but maybe not the, that high of a quality of an experience because I just don't come to expect that. So, dumb it down a little bit where it's just side scrolling and easy to keep up with instead of all, you know, the 3D side of it. Just two buttons, two attacks, whatever, a healing, something, and uh light and heavy it. attack.
0: Yep. I get you okay i like that answer though it's an interesting choice i i really had a hard time thinking of stuff for this one i'm gonna be honest with you
2: what'd you put what'd you got
0: well i put you got anything yeah i put gran turismo which is weird because i'm not a, a racing guy or a or a gran turismo guy at all but i kind of took like a weird approach to this where i was like almost thinking of it as like a companion app for the game But it could be a standalone thing, too, where I'm just kind of imagining, like, a garage where you get to build your car. You put, like, customization on it in terms of, like, paint, decal, tire, engine, exhaust, what you know, the whole gambit, right, with, like, little stats so you can see, like, it increases max speed, increases handling, decreases acceleration, whatever. Get your car, and then you would hit, like, race, and it would basically, like, simulate you doing a race against like you know opponents or whatever and tell you like you're placing in your times and stuff like that and then it would be like cool go back to the garage and like tweak it to see what you can do to like improve your time and win more um because i think doing the actual racing aspect like would be, it would have to be so dumbed down to even be possible compared to what you get on like the ps5 version of Gran Turismo. that's like what's the point so i think you could have the high fidelity fidelity visuals in terms of like just the garage piece and then just yeah like you know do the simulation make it make it that uh like tilt the fuck i have that word in my head oh like motion Motion control Yeah. yeah yeah that's true you could do that too um but i was thinking of it more in terms of like this would be sweet as like a companion app because like okay lunch break at work i'm gonna like tinker with my car a bit do some sims see how it plays out in races cool save my loadout boom i go home turn on my ps5 right in the garage the car is ready to go hit the track you know that's pretty cool that's a
2: good idea i thought that that would be good for that that demographic too where you know the tinkering with the cars and stuff is is part of it
0: yeah that's like a huge part of why those games are cool from what i understand i've never played one um but i actually am tangentially curious about the one coming out next year so we'll see no you're not i am i am (laughs) you know i had that whole fucking mantra of like oh i'm gonna try to get you know, all the PlayStation exclusives. I want to at uh, least, like, play or plat. Well, like, I can't exclude Gran Turismo then. That's a huge one. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sure it would be cool with the haptic stuff, honestly. think so? I think so. Yeah, like, feeling the brake pad resistance and, like, oh, my God, dude. The rumble of, uh, the, of the track underneath I you and, that. like, you know, all that kind <laughs> of shit. The 3D audio of the roar of you the feel engine. That? You feel that pebble dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Driving on slick ground, you just feel it. You can feel it in your hands, you know? I don't know. But that that's kinda what I
1: what I had for that one. I had a hard time with this one. Oh. I I don't really play a whole lot of mobile games and uh it, it was kinda hard for me to think of a game that would translate well in the mobile scenery. So I, I kinda just kept it simple. The first game that came to mind is the one that I chose to go with. And I thought Crash Bandicoot would probably be a cool game to see on the mobile platform.
0: Oh, sure. It's a banger, dude. It is a banger. It is a
1: banger. Um, you know, most people know about Crash Bandicoot. Uh so a lot of the games in that franchise. So I think like, you know, if Sony were to put like a mobile game out there, you know, they could probably headline it with something like Crash Bandicoot.
0: Yeah, I like it. That's cool. Are you gonna get around to playing those ever, by the way? you have any desire to play the Insane Trilogy?
1: You know, I've heard people talk about that in Discord and on Reddit. And it seems like a game that's like right up my alley as far as how challenging it is. Oh, yeah. So um, I've been tempted. You know, I'm not pulling the trigger yet. But it is a game that I've been thinking of like trying to go for the platinum on.
0: Yeah, I think you could definitely do the third game. And, and the second one, I, th- I think the first one is the one that gives people the most trouble just because there's a few time trials that are really, really difficult on that game. But also the fourth one is kind of a standalone experience. And that one is like, you know, notoriously really hard. I think it's a nine out of 10 on PSM profiles difficulty. So, yeah, that's also a solid one to try to, to try to find. But the, of course, the, the trilogy is going to be cheaper at this point because it's a few years old.
1: I am looking for that nine out of 10 game. So that might be, be the one for me to play because, you know, I, uh, in the Discord, everyone was uh, playing games in numerical order as far as their difficulty goes. Yep. So they were playing one all the way up until 10. But, you know, I, I kind of was like, you know, I'm going to go backwards and start it off with Wolfenstein 2. So looking for number nine if you're out there.
0: Hey, I mean, hey. that's a good one. Crash 4 is a nine. I mean, if you find it on sale, or if you can pick it up a used copy or something, bless you. I would uh, recommend it.
2: Crash Bandicoot is on mobile.
0: Is it? Yeah.
2: No way. No. Retro revival. Oh shit. Crash Bandicoot on the run. See, that's that's the thing I see. Like Mario has one like that too, where it's like the run game. Where you know you like like Temple Run. That was a big one, right? You're know, right. Running, picking up things. I want I want a side scroller, not a front scroller or whatever. You know, yeah. like a real, real Mario experience. But...
0: I'm sure that I mean, there I mean, is the...
2: Rayman, right? There's Rayman adventures. So that kind of fills that void. But well, and especially in a, in if you have a new way. phone,
0: like there, the phones are good enough now that like they're more powerful than like your Xbox 360 was. There's no reason why you can't run some sort of game like that. <laughs>
2: also a Spartan firefight.
0: Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Some there's yeah, a couple of Fortnite. uh, there's a couple of those like top down style uh halo games i think there's halo spartan assault and then they made another one or maybe even two more of them they're actually Mm -hmm. pretty fun i'm not gonna lie and uh i i tried to like 100 percent the first one on 360 back in the day and get the achievements and stuff it's it's cool they're 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 worth checking out if you can get them on the cheap
2: yeah they were on the uh game pass and i tried them out once didn't didn't last long
0: okay well hey different strokes for different blokes
2: that's that's what you say.
0: <laughs> All right. Well thank you uh again very much for that question there, Slugger. Appreciate it, sir. And Daryl, can you read us in on question four?
1: Question four comes from Patrick Tebow, and he's asking, What are your top three favorite trophies that you've earned in twenty twenty one? Colin, what you got?
0: Oh shit, son. So this is a good question. Forces us to dig deep into into what we played for the year, which I, I appreciate. And I'll just really quickly give a, the honorable mention went to Knives Out, which is a, a gold trophy for beating Resident Evil 8 using nothing but close combat weapons, except for a few bosses. Daryl, you talked about it on one of the episodes. I talked about it during that episode where we discussed RE8. But basically, there's a few bosses where you get to use extra weapons the game provides to you that don't count. But otherwise, yeah, you're going through exactly what it sounds like. It's melee only. The caveat being you can, of course, play it on casual or, you know, easy, to do this. So there's only a couple parts that are really anything close to challenging. The the, the real challenge came in, in comboing it with other trophies to do in the same run. But I thought that that was a cool trophy, so I'm going to give it the, sh- the shout out. Uh, I also put a, the trophy of Survivor for Alien Isolation, which is a gold trophy for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. Just because that game was such a cool experience for me. I love the IP. And the challenge of that game was really difficult. The scarcity of ammo and of crafting components and how like jacked up the AI was both for the humans and the alien during that game. When you play on, you know, the nightmare or hard setting, I didn't do nightmare because it's not required actually for the trophy, but I did hard essentially. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. I can't recommend that game enough, especially because it's cheap now. So that was one. Another one that I got was uh, Epic Fighter, which is a gold trophy for finishing the Gauntlet in Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance. It's not that rare of a trophy, but if you remember when I was talking about this, it's it's kind of I, I found it pretty difficult. It's basically like a little mini dungeon, and you get a playable character that you don't get in the normal game to play as. So you have like new spells and abilities to kind of tinker with, and you're on a timer to get through the entire dungeon, basically, and exit on time. And I exited the gauntlet with zero seconds left and somehow still got the trophy and beat it. So like it was like right down to the wire. And I remember trying that for a couple days in party chat. It was in, I, like I said, found it difficult. So the overall experience, I thought that was cool and a fun one. I
2: I remember you doing that and I was working on one of my uh, trophies of the, of the year. Oh nice. While you were doing it. There I you remember go. It was pretty <laughs> epic moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um well because I, I was like I beat the game, you remember, on Baldur's Gate and I got a bronze trophy and I was like shit, like if I want 100% this game, I have to beat the game like a few more times. This is crazy. And I didn't want to leave my percentage so low, so I said screw it, I'm going to try to get this gauntlet, you know, trophy. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And then the last one I had, which is maybe a bit surprising for folks, is Marshall commander, which is a gold trophy. From Star Wars Republic Commando to beat the game on hard. And that's just because I'd never played this game before. And it's an older style shooter. It's a squad based shooter where you give commands and you have to be very tactical with like your squad and ammo pickups and where you you know use cover and all that stuff. And it's a Star Wars game and a first person shooter, so like duh. And it was really cool to go through and beat the game and do it on the hardest difficulty, one playthrough, get the platinum eventually. So yep, those are the trophies I had. Eli, what do you have for this guy? Uh,
2: okay. So, the one I was talking about that I was working on while you were doing Epic Fighter, mine is called All Done, and it is the Maquette Platinum. I thought that was a very fun game. I don't know, I like the puzzles. I had fun with The Witness. Uh, this was a lot more digestible of a puzzle game. And I didn't cheat that much, so it felt pretty good to actually do it on my own for the most part, so... There was there was definitely some struggles in there and then some felt like one of them was like a total glitch it totally fucked me up for a couple hours um but yeah I thought that was uh it was a different style of platinum and uh it's nice to get some some brain juices going while you're gaming like that so that yeah. was one of the more memorable platinums I got this year
0: how long did it take roughly for that
2: uh do not know okay
0: yeah, just curious. Uh, I, fr- I I didn't add it like, to my backlog when it was on you know, plus
2: like an idiot. So I'm gonna say like fifteen, eight or fifteen. I don't know, somewhere around there. Below twenty, less than sure. twenty, more than three. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, of course, is um, the ultimate fall guy, infallible. Mm-hmm. That was just like beyond bonkers. That like that was ever achievable because I had all the other trophies done. I had done everything. There was no other nothing held me up that much. When in the races I know it was like a big one that uh that held people up. So this was the last one I needed for the platinum. And there was that glitch available that we, we had discussed in a previous episode. And it was fun to see, you know, our Discord community kind of come together and all help each other out to earn it, which was which was really cool. Yeah. Um
0: good moment there.
2: Yeah. It would have been a lot harder if we were not in a discord together or uh, you know such a strong community so it was cool it was yeah cool to see
0: yeah that's a really good choice i'd given up on that game <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like all right whatever it's just going to sit like that <laughs> yeah
2: and my last top pick surprise surprise coming in with a rocket league get up mr bubbles
0: what the hell is that i don't even remember that one
2: <laughs> so it's in the aquadome dlc which had some of the harder trophies to get. Well, maybe. But because there's another one for uh, the sea turtle, which is head to Aquadome and score a goal while flipped on your back. It's called turtling. So they made a trophy for scoring a goal turtled.
0: Oh, wow. But
2: you can choose that one pretty easily and just start a match and flip over and just boost at the ball and it goes in. Uh, But the aerial is a little more uh, skill-based. And there is another trophy for aerials. I believe it was in the first DLC, the Utopia Coliseum. Yeah, it's called Sky High, score an aerial goal. but That one's anywhere, and I didn't earn that in 2021, so it doesn't count. But I did end up doing um, Get Up Mr. Bubbles in 2021 in March because I actually wanted to, like, legit. This was when I couldn't even really go in the air that well. I was just starting out, start getting my feet off the ground. So it was definitely a lot harder than it would be now. And it was a, it was kind of a try to make it, like, legit. I didn't, because there's, like, ways you can, I forget. There's something on the trophy guide where, like, you can hit the ball up in the air, and then if the other, you just switch the team so it goes in, like, you get the point for scoring it. I don't know, some wacky shit, right? So right, uh, I just want to do this legit. I went into a game and kept rolling the ball up the wall and trying to carry it into the net, and, Finally, finally hit a banger and got the trophy.
0: That's so cool, man! Yeah, yeah that's that's a good story. I like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the game means a lot to you, so the trophies will as well.
2: It was a turning point for my career.
0: Nice, yeah, good choices, sir. Good choices, Daryl. What did you have for your top three trophies?
1: Uh, so the one I have is there can only be one successfully complete every duel from Ghost of Tsushima. And there's like 15, 20 duels. I don't remember the exact number of all the duels you have to do. But the um, the ones that I specifically remember for this trophy were the ones you had to do for a tail. I think it was for one of like, you got to get one of the legendary weapons. It was for the six blades at Kojiro. And I had a lot of fun doing this one because, you know, just like how I mentioned earlier, it was just like, Playing or like watching an actual movie, there's like a lot of areas where these duels were taking place in the um like the beautiful environment in Tsushima So there was like a duel by a waterfall, a duel in a field of red spider lilies, and like a duel with leaves falling down. So it's like things you would like imagine from like a samurai movie, and that one really was cool to play out. And it was, like, one of the, the memorable trophies I remember from that game specifically. Uh, number two also came from Fall Guys for me, and it was Track Star Get first place in racing round 20 times. Oh. I had a hard time with this trophy. For me, it was more of just getting across the line than trying to get first place. Um, But as, like, the trophy list started completing out, and I realized this was, like, one of the the few trophies I still needed, I was really having a hard time trying to get first place. And, um, you know, I started getting a little better, starting knowing like, which were the routes to take, uh, some, some like tricks you can do. Like the, the, like the worldly gig one, I think that was where you like go up and you jump on the left side of the, the fan. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was getting really good at that. Mm-hmm. And then the one with like the, the rotating wheels, you had to like get across it. Yeah, I was getting heights. really good at those. Heights. Yeah, yeah, that, that one. So I was getting pretty good at them, and it, it was just fun to, to get this trophy because, you know, coming first place in the Battle Royale game was pretty fun. And, you know, just because when I first started playing Fall Guys, I didn't enjoy it. But as I was working towards this trophy, I started liking the game a little bit more. And number three for me was Ring the Bell, Undead Church. Basically, the description's the same thing. Green yeah. belt of Awakening <laughs> at Undead Church. And this is from uh, Dark Souls Remastered. When I first played this, I thought it'd be easy fight, you know, facing that gargoyle. And all of a sudden, <laughs> i see a second health bar show up. I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then there's two of them. So early in the game. But, you know, that was like my first quote-unquote awakening of how this game was going to be and uh, i had it was basically kind of like setting up how you know i would kind of like play out in this game and it was fun you know it was hard at first and you know that moment like the other two bosses beforehand they, they were okay i eventually got over them and then like to defeat these two this was like that moment was like Yes, like that real Dark Souls moment where you're like, fuck, dude, I did it. Mm-hmm. I died so many times, and then, you know, it worked. I did it. And <laughs> it, was, it was like that Dark Souls moment for me.
0: Did you summon the NPC before the fight or no?
1: I didn't even know how to do that. Um, oh, okay, yeah. The first time I beat him, I did it by myself. Okay, but yeah. I, I did summon nice. later when I was trying to go for weapons, I think. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. No, I was just curious. I didn't do it when I first played the game either because I didn't know it was there. But yeah, you can. There's actually a summon to help make that fight a little bit easier. But it's uh, it's more just a matter of anyone who's well. Wait, Eli, are you gonna play this game ever? What's going on here, dude? We gotta. I don't want to spoil. Sometime. I'm not gonna spoil the strat for you, Actually, we'll leave it. At Some point. We'll leave it for
1: now. <laughs> you know what? I did summon, but that was because in order to join the the Sun Covenant, you needed. To have like someone summon and then you earn those those medals or something.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's a good good point. I forgot about that. Very good. I think we got some good some solid trophies. And here's something else that's jumping out to me. We gotta go play some more Fall Guys. That's what's coming what's coming uh, up. Yeah. When they add <laughs> that winner battle pass. I hope that they add some DLC trophies to that game to make people go back and play. That's what I hope
2: no oh man you You got got colin don't even fucking say that out loud i hope
0: they do it i really hope they're infallible 2.0 oh my get 10 wins in a row
2: (laughs) yeah they could actually do that right they could
1: there's been a trend lately at least dlc trophies three four years later Mm -hmm. down the road
2: 20 (laughs) wins and that'd be more wins right Because you already have 10 in a row
0: uh no they have five in a row yeah so they could do 10 i mean i hope they don't obviously but (laughs) that's not what i mean by dlc trophies i just wish like it's like hey here's some new maps and stuff and then here's a couple like not easy but a couple like pretty chill like bronze and silvers to go for because i love that game and there's not really any reason to go back to it especially because like when we went back during that time when we were all doing infallible i got my battle pass or whatever in that game fully leveled up again so it's like you know i want to go and earn some shit in there but Anyway,
2: I want nothing to do with that.
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you, uh, Patrick Tebow, for the question, sir. Much appreciated. And we have got one final question before we get into what we have been playing in the month of December. So I forget actually whose turn is it. Someone tell me. Is it Eli? Is
1: it Eli's? Eli. All right. Good. Well, there's only
2: five here, so it's not going to be even.
0: It's not going to be even. So Eli, go ahead and read us question <laughs> number five. <for> number five. <laughs> Okay, this one comes from
2: Skrillis, and he asks, "What is your fondest memory of the last two years of trophy talk with the community or someone in the community?" Right on. on why don't you start us
1: off? Or did I say Kwan? I meant Daryl. Um, yeah. So the uh, the fondest memory I can recall is when Eli and I went fishing with the invisible banana aka slide G cooper aka whatever name he's come <laughs> up with now <laughs> um yeah that was a that was a fun Saturday you know I was pretty excited um because we were gonna be meeting with one of the discord members slide G cooper you know he he was one of those guys we had met probably right when this whole thing was starting to you know, take off and we were we were finally gonna be able to like hang out do some fishing and i was excited i had never been fishing in like the last 15 20 years and we're all gonna meet up so that was a fun day just to hang out with gary and just kind of shoot the shit talk about video games life and stuff like that i kind of wish we could have stayed a little bit longer but it was fun to just get out there you know put a face to the name and just hang out have a good time so hopefully um we can do some more fishing trips, Gary, in the future. Hell yeah. yeah! That was a that
2: was a good time. I had a fun day. Felt like a lot of pressure taking Daryl out fishing. Felt like I, had, you know, we had to get a fish. We didn't, we didn't get any, but it was a good time. It was a fun day. Yeah, it was nice meeting the invisible now. We got to put, you know, make him look slightly more visible. <laughs>
3: so that was cool.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. I had a hard time with this. First of all, let's just say. Insane that it's been pretty much two years, mm-hmm. like so that like when when I read that I was like wow holy moly man and you kind of know it we're coming up on our fiftieth episode even too and it's like holy shit so anyway yeah. yeah there's a lot of really good memories I mean it's it's cool to me just to be able to like any given night almost like hop into the party chat and there's at least one if not two three four five people in there you know to be able to just chat with and so there's a lot of like not really specific nights. In memory but just overall that idea i really loved and i think to give a couple more like specifics um again involving invisible banana or slide g cooper when we very first got reached out to via a message on psn that he had found the podcast on reddit and wanted to like link up and play battlefield one sometime you know that was like insane to me having the first person be like oh we like the show like we found your show it's like wow you know and, and it just kind of like that was like the birth of like pretty much everything you know that was like before we had a discord before we really had a schedule in place i mean so much of the stuff kind of came together like around that time so that,
2: that was wild mhm this was crazy so we you know you put that that post on reddit to the entire world and how many users are in that reddit uh it's like 80,000 or something yeah, yeah. like 80,000 people and uh this guy this guy hits us up and we uh we decided to play Battlefield 1 together because that's what we were all working on at the time. Yep. And of course, that was it. That was just a blast to begin with. But we're, we're talking and chatting, and I don't know exactly how it came up, but the, the areas we were in came up. And out of those 80,000 people, mm-hmm. the person that hit us up is like 10 miles from all three of us.
0: Yeah, uh, how insane and is that? <laughs> that was just like absolutely
2: mind-blowing, dude. Yeah. The whole internet, the guy that lives 10 miles from us, yeah. Contacts us. It was pretty cool. That was pretty wild.
0: For sure. Especially because, you know, at the time with SoundCloud and still now, obviously, we can see like the countries people listen to us from. And there's mm-hmm. stuff we have like listeners in like Norway and Amsterdam and like Canada, UK, like so, like all over. And then it was like, yeah, the first person, though, super close mm-hmm. to us. How, how crazy is that? Yeah. So that was, that stands out to me. And then one other shout out I had was just last Christmas, um, year of the pandemic really weird strange year for a lot of people and yeah being home for those couple weeks around this time of the year I wasn't traveling for Christmas last year and playing Resident Evil remake I would basically just hop into party chat every single day and most of the time it was Skrillist in there with me all doing the same thing but it was also just a rolling you know cast of people whoever would jump in and I was basically just doing like one or two playthroughs of Resident Evil every single day (laughs) going for the trophies and party chat and I, like, yeah, that time of year, it just felt really, like, cozy, you know, I didn't have any responsibilities for most of those days, other than just to try to go for trophies and chat with folks, so that was a really special time as well, but, you know, cheers to another couple years of memories. Eli, what did you have?
2: Yeah, well, besides that, the whole start of this and the fishing, I think those are both really good points but to to add a, a more specific memory, I, I remember one night there was a there was a night where uh I was up pretty late with Sly and Skrillis and I don't know what we were talking about, but this there's like I have a very vivid memory of me sitting on my chair and just like cracking up, like basically peeing my pants. I was, it was so <laughs> fucking funny. I don't know what we were talking about, but we could not stop laughing. It was a great time. I was peeing my pants. Scrlus was having a hard time breathing. It was a it was a blast, dude. It was I don't know what we were we might have been playing Fall Guys, but I, don't, I think we might all have been playing something different, but yeah. I have this like this like picture of me sitting on the couch just fucking bawling laughing. <laughs> was that just crying? Anyways, it was hilarious. Oh, and that yeah. was a great time. I'm
1: sure so, those two will come to your rescue and then kind of like say, "Oh, this is what happened, Eli," and kind of jog your memory. I hope so.
0: But yeah, and of course, I am curious to hear too from our listeners, like what your guys's favorite memories are. You know, kind of incidents over the last couple of years are with the, with the team because lots of uh lots of folks that are in the Discord still have been here for a long time. So you probably got a lot of memories as well. And um, honestly, we yeah. created
2: a new one last night. the snowman in fortnite that was pretty fucking hilarious was
0: hilarious
2: (laughs) that was pretty good dude
0: yeah i'm sure we'll get to it when we get to what what we've been playing but that was uh yeah that was pretty funny man holy moly i also just wanted to add too that the nights of like you me and daryl playing the division or like battlefield as well when we initially started and we're doing like saturdays you know Uh those were some good times too
2: that was some good times. That robot fart. That was yeah. pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember
0: Fedson even hopping in a couple points. <laughs> oh, yeah. <dude. laughs> oh, yeah that's tutorial, boss. Good times. Good times. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you very much, Skrillus, for the question. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, as always. Thank you to all the listeners. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's good shit. Let's get into, though. What we've been playing for the month of December on December eighteenth. So granted, <laughs> it's not not a complete month just yet, but what uh you know, what the fuck have folks been up to? Let's start with you, Daryl. What have you been playing?
1: Uh so I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I actually finished it last night. I did the hundred percent on it. Oh, so, you like
0: you finished everything last night. Holy crap.
1: Yeah, I finished the Frozen Wilds DLC. And I had a lot of fun with it, Colin, just like you did. I, I thought it was, it was kind of refreshing from what you know the the store the base game offered. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed that whole story, and, and you know, not not to give a whole lot of spoilers, but you know the the villain in that DLC. I kind of hope they expand on that because it's pretty much similar to who the villain was in the main game and you know you kind of know how like this whole operation you know to restore humanity and like all these different components that make up Gaia and I kind of hope they kind of expand on that on the next game. You know what I'm talking about, Colin?
0: I do. Yeah, I'm sh- I think that they will expand on it. There's a character in the game that you interact with a decent amount and who comes up in conversation in the frozen wild but you don't actually see this person ever um and you know how the game ends obviously so i think that that will come into play as well you know that final cutscene that you got uh so yeah i'm pretty sure it'll come back
1: because yeah, like you know Gaia, there's a bunch of different components that make make up gaia and they're all based on greek myth mythological names and it seems like they're going to do a lot of focus on each one because they've already mentioned three on this game alone. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, you know, that's going to be like a focus for them on the next game. Like, OK, so how how did all these things are supposed to like make humanity, you know, bring humanity back to this world? Like, oh, like what's going on with them? That's that's not their that wasn't their protocol or their programming. Right. Um, but yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I had a lot of fun with the Frozen Wilds DLC. And I will say this. If you're gonna do the Frozen Wilds DLC, make sure you do it on the same save file as, you know, the one you start the game with. Because back on the previous episode, I mentioned that I beat the game, did a new game Plus, And then from there, I started the Frozen Wilds DLC, like from the very beginning of the game. And... There's a side quest in that DLC where it actually has you roam into, like, the Meridian area, and you can't get to the Meridian area unless you've done the Corrupted Zones, and I had to, like, spend, like, 15-20 minutes trying to, like, clear the area uh, before I can make my way into Meridian, which is kind of annoying, because I thought, like, because I was playing the Frozen Wilds DLC that everything would take place just in that frozen area which is called the Cut. I thought everything would just take place there, but no. It had me go out and then I had to do like main missions from the base game before I can do that side quest from the Frozen Wilds DLC. No, oh, that's frustrating. Which was annoying. Yeah. Um yeah, I would suggest like, you know, if you want to like avoid having to do all that work that i went through just do the dlc on the same file as the the one you're currently playing don't do it on your new game plus file
0: yeah and i would say do that and then create your new game plus file as well because then you have all the level 60 you have level 60 aloy you've got all the new game plus items and then you go into new game plus or sorry you have all the frozen wild items then you go into new game plus on ultra hard And it makes it a little bit easier
1: yeah and just to add on to that as well colin and um one of those trophies you have to uh repair uh machines with the repair skill you you get from the frozen Wilds dlc skill tree um if you do a new game plus it won't you won't have any of those abilities that you get from the cauldrons where you can override machines so you basically start off from scratch. So the only ones you can really override if you do a new game plus is the um, the enemies, like the big enemies from the DLC, like
0: oh the frost scorcher, the, the, the... Mm-hmm.
1: the fire claw, the frost claw. Those are the only ones you can do if you like do a new game plus, which I found pretty difficult to do at times.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. What did what did you think of those new enemy additions in the Frozen Wilds? I thought they were actually pretty fun to fight. The the um the Frost Claw and the Fire Claw are the only real new enemies. The other ones are just like harder versions of existing, but I thought they were cool.
1: Yeah, the Scorcher like that was kind of like one of the things I pointed from the other episodes. Like some of the enemies are just you know a different version or more advanced. Like the Scorcher reminded me of like the Sawtooth or the Ravager. And the Fire Claw and the Frost Claw, like you said, they're entirely new. They're they're more of like the gorilla resemblance in the game. If I had to choose an animal,
0: it's like a mix between a gorilla and a big bear, almost.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I did enjoy uh, fighting those um, those new enemies in the game. It was you know with the new DLC, I I was kind of hoping they would bring something new to it, and they did. You know, new enemies is always cool. You don't know what to expect against new enemies, how they react, stuff like that. And I have fun with this game, 100%. And yeah, so I immediately deleted it right away. (laughs) And I I moved on to the other game I was playing uh, before I started Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's Days Gone.
0: Ooh, another big ol' fucker. (laughs) Yeah. Another huge game.
1: Yeah, luckily, you know, when I'm, I'm hopping back into Days Gone, I'm only at 81%, so I'm almost complete.
0: Wow, I, and, didn't, I didn't realize you were that far along for some reason. Yeah, that's that's great.
1: Yeah, I, I was playing it quite a bit. I was trying to do as much as I could before, you know, we, we all had agreed to to play Horizon Zero Dawn for that special episode. Right. So I was doing as much as I could to cram everything before that time. And I'm playing it again, Days Gone. It's a fun game. It does have downsides to the game. But overall, I'm having a fun time with it. It is a fun game to play. And, yeah, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be working on just getting the Platinum for now. It's pretty much the same thing as Horizon Zero Dawn and other similar Sony games with, you know, playing New Game Plus. And there's like even two trophy lists where you have to play it um play the story again one on survival mode and the other on new game plus uh so i think i've kind of had my my (laughs) you know i think i've had enough of new game plus for a little bit so i might just like try to do the platinum get that and then do something else in the meantime
0: sure yeah what so i guess to go back up a little bit to Horizon, my question is now, how do you feel, because we recorded that episode before you had done, you know, quite a bit of the game. So do you feel like overall positive or more positive or less positive on the game now that you've 100%ed it? And then on top of that, like what's your excitement level for the sequel?
1: So as far as like what I played, you know, I did have an enjoyable experience with it. I'll say after that, that recording that we did, and just being able to complete the rest of the game and the DLC after that. I feel like I feel a little bit more confident in how the game kind of presented itself. It's definitely fun. Uh, it's a game that everyone should definitely partake in. And just the Frozen Wilds DLC, I think that alone kind of make like it made me excited for like what's to come next year with Horizon, you know, Forbidden West and it's it's weird because the base game for me i have fun with it but i felt like the 10 hours that i put into frozen Wilds dlc there's just something different about that one for some reason yeah and i think it was just more like the storytelling it was a little bit more digestible to do uh compared to like you know the big open world stuff and yeah you know i'm pretty excited for forbidden west I saw that trailer the other day with like what's gonna be featured on the game. Oh yeah. It looks crazy to be honest. It looks way different from what I played in the game. It seems like action's more fluid. Um Aloy has like a lot of abilities she can do to like traverse the map way better than she did in the first game.
0: Yeah, they got that glider basically from like Breath of the Wild as well.
1: Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for the game. Um, You know, I can't wait to get my hands on it just because I know the combat was probably the, the weaker part of the game. And from the showcase I saw, it seems like they might have improved on it. I don't know if that's true or not,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but um it looks pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. It looks fun. And the, the enemies in the game look super massive and, and a little bit scarier than the ones in you know the first game for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it if people haven't seen it and don't want to, you know, if they want to go in blind, but there's a couple enemies that were, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's nuts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend to agree with you that I am more positive on the game after having 100% of it than I was at the time we recorded the episode on it, but uh, I still think it's probably like a 7, 7.5 out of 10. The DLC was good, though. Like, I did, I really enjoyed the Frozen Wilds. And uh, the New Game Plus playthrough was not as bad as I was thinking it would be. Well, unfortunately for you, Daryl, Days Gone, I don't think, is getting a sequel. But hopefully you enjoy quite a bit of what you play of that game.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I am a little bummed. I I hope at some point, you know, they realize that there is a following out there with this game and that a lot of people do enjoy it. It is a little wonky at times playing it like I can get lost in the dialogue just because it's so random at times that like I'll be on like the radio with someone from a different camp just giving them a status update of like the mission that they gave me like, Hey, I completed this, you know, no need to worry about that guy. He won't be giving you trouble no more. And then, you know, a few seconds later, like, Hey Deacon, I haven't talked to you in so long. Can you come by? I was like, yeah I just got off the radio with you a few seconds ago. There's things like that like right they really didn't like you know clean that up a bit. It's kinda like all over the place with the dialogue. um, I am a little bummed at the hordes that you fight these massive groups of freakers just a mass and you know you have these they're basically the boss fights in those games Mm -hmm. i'm kind of sad that there's no trophies for them because you only get one just for defeating your first horde but there's other quests where you have to do like everything and there's none of that for like killing all the hordes in the game which you know i find probably the the most memorable parts in the game um, you know, just getting chased by a big group of freakers and then trying to kill them all. Uh, that's probably like the, the funner moments in that game.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And I, from what I heard too, they don't get introduced till later in the game either. And in like all the marketing material and like the promotional material for Days Gone, it seemed like it was going to be a huge part of the game.
1: Yeah, they, they don't come until like, you know, a third of the way into the game. Okay, um, They're well, not, mentioned. not that bad
0: then. I thought it was later.
1: They're, they're mentioned early in the game, but you don't really actually fight them until like, you know, a third of the way through the game. Okay, gotcha. But, yeah, fun game overall. And that's what I've been playing, just those two games. Uh, I've devoted a lot of time into those games. And I, I did play like a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima with my cousin. We were doing that Legends mode finally. And it's okay. It's fun. Um, I I, I kind of expected more out of it. It's kind of like bleh for me at the moment. And are there trophies really, yeah.
0: associated with it or no?
1: Yeah, there is. Okay. So that's kind of like the reason why I'm kind of like trying to push myself through It's just to get the trophies. But the fun factor, you know, I've you know I I praise the game like time and time again. Like Ghost of Tsushima is probably like my favorite game of this year. But that Legends mode, maybe it's because I haven't played enough, but from what I played, it was kind of like, oh gosh, the trophy hunt in this mode is going to be atrocious. Mm,
0: that's a bummer. But I know there is like quite a few people who do enjoy that mode. I mean, I don't think it's one you can play like every single day for a few hours, but like if you come to it every once in a while, I think it's supposed to be pretty decent. So they're releasing it actually as like standalone, or maybe they even have already, but there's going to be the option to just get that game only. And I'll be mm-hmm. curious if it has, you know, a platinum or additional trophies or something like that when it comes out like that. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Very cool. I think both of those games are, are great. I feel for you because they're both super long and open world experiences. So you'll be ready probably for something a little more digestible after that, but <laughs> <laughs> for Sure. yeah, good stuff. Uh, Eli, what about you? What have you been playing? What have I been playing Colin?
3: Fortnite, <laughs> let's
0: go, dude. <laughs> the Dark As Souls been... of, of... <laughs> no, I don't know. It's...
3: Yeah,
2: pretty yeah. much. Oh As man. Well, well, actually, trophy guide says different. It's pretty easy, dude. Three out of ten, one playthrough.
0: Okay, but you're not saying the most important, annoying part yeah. of that.
2: Three out of ten, one playthrough.
0: How many hours though?
2: Uh, nine hundred
0: ninety-nine. Yeah. What the um... actual fuck?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man
2: uh i think they actually ran out of room for that in their uh on the psm profiles right they have the list at 9.99 but they must only allow three digits there because one of the one of the trophies is play a thousand missions with others yeah a thousand
0: missions dude
2: yeah well actually maybe not i was i don't know why i had my head i was like well each one would have to take like if it takes more than a minute but that would have to be an hour. So each one would have to take more than an hour for it to be more than 999.
0: I don't I, was, I, yeah. I
2: fucked that up, but still.
0: Well, knowing That's, me, it'll probably it would probably take more than 999. That's like if you're optimizing probably in every single way.
2: Right. If you did each one with a person. Mm-hmm. Uh but you also have to uh rescue 10,000 survivors, build 500,000 structures. Uh, fully explore 1500 zones so that's even more and then kill 20,000 mist monsters those are the rarest trophies in the list
3: <clears throat>
2: sorry excuse me the uh the uh the platinum's at 0.1% and 0.09 even on PSN profiles for trophy hunters
0: that's yeah. gnarly dude
2: yeah it's pretty wild so after those uh five super grindy ones um the next one is where the story missions kick in so that's even all the way up there one percent completion for completing twin peaks storm shields defense six so one of the missions jesus Uh, so like those are the rest are pretty much story missions after those super grindy ones (laughs) uh there are a couple for like opening chests but that'll three i think it's 300 chests destroy 100 garden gnomes but those happen before you even finish the campaign. Um yeah, that's so nuts, dude. The uh the the most common trophy is protect the survivors, 29% bronze. 29% is the most common trophy.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, like I was going to say this a little bit earlier, but I, it annoys me that this game's list pops in full when you just play the br mode so i wonder if that's a a huge reason as to why some of those are like way yes it's a giant
2: reason why Yeah, yeah like that because every there's so many people play this game and not many people uh play the campaign i'm not sure if it used to be free but you have to pay for it now i know that
0: yeah so, i don't know either I, I guess real quick before you move on do you know because i just don't know if you play Warzone, if it pops the call of duty modern warfare list for you it did it did I played it before
2: i don't know now with all the
0: different yeah
2: i tried it i downloaded it when it was um just modern warfare yep exactly now there's the cold war and vanguard so i don't know what uh what it does now Okay. But I know when people are playing it's got a very weird uh like logo. Like when you're playing even when I'm playing like Vanguard all their yeah. all their logos together as like, you know, Warzone Pacific or whatever. And it's just like it's it's really confusing. That's
0: the logo it has on even on my cross media bar. It's not even yeah. Vanguard anymore. It was when I first started playing and then when they updated the new season of Warzone it changed. So mm. Okay, I was just curious because I I think that that's quite annoying. It's like probably the only thing, the only critique I have about playing Fortnite with you guys the last couple weeks is that it just pops this list that's 0% on my fucking profile every time I play. That's beautiful. And then I have to just delete it and hide it. Can you
2: imagine (laughs) if there was like one for, like, play one Battle Royale and you'd have 1% forever? I think that's really, really nice of them, that there aren't any Battle Royale trophies in this. Oh, I agree. you just want to play around with your friends it'll sit at 0% you can delete it whenever you're done or whenever you feel like it or every day like Colin
0: yep because i don't want it so, on my psn profiles
2: mm-hmm. affecting my stats yeah. <laughs> but i do find it really weird with these trophies um you know they definitely are super low from all the people that play it but they also are very similar between the psn profiles and the playstation app the rarest ones are crafter weapon and protect the survivors all at 20 20- 29 and a half-ish. Um, the other version is 29.7 on each of them.
3: Weird. So,
2: Yeah. And all the way up, you know, 29.6 is 29.3. 28.7 is uh 29.2 as they go back and forth here. They're all very close. There's nothing that's like way out of proportion anywhere. Yeah, that is um, really uncommon. So it's just, you know, I think that tells me Trophy hunters are not going for this at all, so. It's too grindy. It's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing a thousand matches, that's just fucking insane, dude.
0: Right. Like, I don't mind the goal of the trophies of, like, you know, monsters, zones, structures, survivors, missions, but just get, like, take a zero off of all of those. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why, why is it a thousand missions? A hundred missions with others would be hard enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Saving a thousand survivors would be hard enough considering you get them in less than 20 at a time from what I understand when I read the guide. So it's like I mean, dude, yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think I don't know, it's a I think it's really good bang for your buck if that's what you're looking for. Sure, sure. It's also not um well, those other missions are super rare too like you said like those la- the rarest mission is 1% 0.8 on the app. Um and those just because it's not a quick game either just beating the uh this story mode is like 60 to 120 hours just right there
0: so yeah that's i'm trying to i'm looking on the store right now for play i don't even see the save the world edition as an option i just see the free maybe you have to do it in game is how you think because it's based on v bucks oh so you have to do it in the game probably Mm -hmm. gotcha okay Sorry, I was just—I was um, just curious how much it was because it's come out a few years ago at this point. Fifteen bucks. Oh well, that's also not bad. Least. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. pretty cheap for how much you get. But there's also the free version of the game, the battle royale version. But, right, which is um, insane
0: how much you get for free actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, but
2: the battle pass is not great as you found out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a small critique with that, but it's—it's it's not unique to Fortnite, so it's not. What's that? Well, just that you don't get very much for free. Mm. Um, I mean, you're getting the game for free, so I don't want to complain about having access to it because it plays well. I have, I think the voice chat actually is amazing in that game. Dude, it's it's, so good. it's it's incredible given just how shitty it is in a lot of other games like that. Mm. Uh, so, you know, in the graphics and the customization options, I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Fortnite. But the Battle Pass, I mean, as you would expect, highly anticip- or, uh, incentivizes you know, purchasing it because you get three free items if you don't have the battle pass per page of the battle pass. And I think there's maybe like 10 nine. Or, al- or nine things on it otherwise. So you only get a third of the stuff and, and uh, it's junk and it's not the great stuff. So, you know, I don't want to I don't want to complain too much about getting stuff for free because it's, you know, it's free, but it is like you're you're missing out on the best content if you don't have it. Yeah. It, it is yeah. it's only seven fifty. It's pretty cheap yeah, as it, far as battle passes go, I think. But it's the exact same thing for Call of Duty, so I can't oh, it's, it's not okay. unique to Fortnite. You know, this is just, and same thing for Halo. You know, this is, is like just kind of what they've done. The Call of, Oh, uh, the price Yeah, the pricing is ten dollars for Call of Duty, but and I don't know how much it is for Halo Infinite, but it's um you know, again, like I'm I'm battle pass whatever rank like thirty something out of a hundred in COD, and I've only gotten like two or three unlocked. And half the time, like almost everything that is is locked. Basically, it's you know all the XP boosts are locked, all the weapon XP boosts are locked, all the skins are locked, whatever. And so, like every once in a while, I get like a new free emblem or like a of like a uncommon gun skin, you know. But it's nothing mm-hmm. really to write home about. So yeah, but yeah, uh, anyway, as,
2: as you were saying about Fortnite, I I find it surprisingly fun because I fun. tried this. Way back, uh, our buddy Blaine, I've talked about before on this podcast, tried to get me into it, and uh, I played a match, and was just like, this is so fucking dumb. Waste all this time, you fly in, fuck, get killed, you move on. But I've come to enjoy it, because I don't die as much right away. And there's a lot to unpack again. Like, that's um, kind of what I've been into, apparently, is, you know, these big games that there's a lot to learn, like Minecraft and Rocket League, of course. Yeah, there's there's like building and there's all these different. um, They have so many items in this game, it's ridiculous. And, you know, learning those different the different metas of just all kinds of different healings and you can fish and get bounties and do quests. I think the quests are really cool as a as a fun checkbox, because I am I am into that. Uh, It keeps you engaged maybe a little too much because you're like, oh, like, there's so many milestones. You're like, oh, I need like harvest. 100 more materials, I'll go do that. And then when you're done with that match, you're like, oh, I need to uh, hunt five more wildlife. I can go do that. And then, you know. So, on on top of the Battle Royale, you could lit- just go in and focus on these uh, different milestones and quests, and I, I think that's a, a fun experience on its own. Right. It's like, go in and, like, you know, maybe not trying to be, like, Tifu or Booga or whoever the the top Fortnite players are these days, um, but just going in and and like trying to survive. It's like a it's like uh re dude. It's like a survival game, dude. <laughs> <Go> in, <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like Dark, it's like dark Souls, dude.
2: <laughs> it's like Dark Souls. Harvest some trees and uh, see if you can stay alive and get your quest done before the circle closes in on you. You know, yeah. I think it's
0: uh, there's a lot to to do. Well, especially for a new player, like, everything you do rewards you. So, Mm -hmm. oh, you harvested this thing, or you crafted this thing, or you discovered this area, here's some XP, you know? Oh, you Mm -hmm. survived another round of the zone shrinking, here's some more XP. And when you're low level, it's just, like, that constant, like, sort of dopamine hit of, like, dude, I just did, like, 12 things in this match, and I've barely done anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I find the art style to be pretty charming, too. Like, I, I think it's a fun world to just, like, run around in and explore,
2: yeah, I think it, I think it works with the game because we complain about games looking like
0: Fortnite. But Fortnite did it. They're just, all copying yeah. Fortnite though. That's the thing.
2: Yeah, right. And they do it do it pretty well. It fits the game and all the emotes and silly stuff going on.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, now I did watch a little bit of some pro Fortnite stuff last night, just because, when I was going to bed, because I was just curious what it looked like. Oh, and dude. it's a completely different experience. Um, wow! They're they're not even playing the same game at that point, you know? Absolutely not. Like they're basically just getting basic amounts of materials and like weapons and then just building themselves into bunkers and like you know there's none of this like oh i'm gonna search around for shit i'm gonna fish i'm gonna like go find these you know it's none of that Mm -hmm. so i think the casual experience is much more my style like i don't have any desire to play this game in that way Mm -hmm. and yeah you know uh we'll say i'm undefeated fortnite (laughs) <laughs> I've I've never not won b- battle the battle royale with you guys when we played yes. it. I think it's like eight in a row we've won now. So that's that's kind of uh, cool. I mean, yeah, they're good at they're good at getting you in. <laughs> I mean, those first few games we played, obviously it's against bots. But last I night, mix. I don't think we were playing against bots. Like those people seemed like they were
2: real people last night. There's a mix. I think we have a good team chemistry going. Yeah. Uh, so I think it it works pretty good. Slugger's pretty good. Skrill's pretty good. You've obviously had your. The hell uh, did you? Know, yeah, Leave me
0: experience. out of <laughs> fucking
2: getting there, dude? I, I was
0: getting some knocks last night, and I was hitting some yeah. s- hitting some snips. Hitting some snips. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so it's pretty good. So yeah, I'd, I think I'd, I think it's it's
2: super fun. I've enjoyed it. I've started to try to learn some of this building, and it is uh, it's a bit complicated. It's kind of hard.
0: Well, the thing is, there hasn't been there hasn't been a need for us to do it yet. You know, I've at least in the games I've been in with you guys, I haven't encountered people Mm -hmm. doing that crazy building shit and like just hiding and bunkering in the last zone and like so right now it's like, well, I don't need to do this. Like we can just fight and like, why Mm -hmm. why are you doing this fucking building stuff? Just shoot me, you know, stop being a fucking loser. (laughs) I will say I, I played some solos before we all got together and I
2: won three out of three of them.
3: Mm. and i
2: was practicing my building because there were people building on me and uh we had some some slight build battles nothing like the pros but uh it got it got pretty intense and i was like, shaken by the last one.
0: Oh damn um yeah it was it was wild well i'm sure but, if like, we continue to win it'll keep putting us against harder and harder players and eventually yeah. that'll be a be something that we have to do but i think I it helps that notice- i'm so new to the game it's like yes yeah
2: when we play with you, it is very easy. Let's go,
0: dude. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know if that's because
2: you're, you're so good or we're just getting linked up with all these bots, but...
0: I don't know. Uh, like, like, there's been situations where I thought we were fucked. Like, we dropped last night a couple times, and there was, like, so many people around us. Yeah. And it we just ended up fine. And I was like, if we were playing Warzone, I, that would have gone way different. <laughs> like, we we would have been so screwed. Um, but yeah, we
2: didn't talk about the uh, the the epic moment we had last night. Oh yeah, go where, ahead. Uh, they have they have like a all these events uh, going on, and the the um they're having the Winter Fest, and you can get um like these snowmen to hide in, and we decided to pull a strat. You know, there's the the classic hide in the bush uh strat for Fortnite right but we throw these snowmen out and you can hide in the snowmen so we got all four of us hiding in snowmen in the in the circle and throwing out all these extra ones as like decoys Yeah, and uh <laughs> yo, we had we had the one game the guy was running right around us had no idea we were there yeah because they all just tri- sit
0: perfectly still and crouch and you can't see any of your character other than the snowman so you're just like mm-hmm. literally just a snowman on a hill
2: hmm <laughs> So we just, you know, pop some snowmen in the middle of the desert, but there's a ton around, so it's a little less inconspicuous, and uh, it worked out. It was hilarious. They were loving it, doing the emotes in the snowman.
0: Yep, it was was good times. We won two matches by hiding at the end in snowman until until we popped out and fucked him up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's one guy left, and we
0: (laughs) we all popped out of snowman. It was actually hilarious. Yeah, that was a really funny moment. Hey, speaking of snowman,
2: where does the snowman keep? Keep his money in his hat, in his snowbank. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) little, what do do snowmen eat for lunch?
0: Uh, (laughs) I don't don't know, I don't know. Iceburgers. Oh my
2: god, what do snowmen eat for breakfast? Ice waffles. Frosted flakes. <laughs> and and what's Santa's favorite kind of candy?
0: This is Claus. Oh, <laughs> ew, ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's got X rated. Oh nice. Nice. <laughs> but nice. I like the, the late dad jokes in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Keeping this honest. Was, and they're on yeah, theme too. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's no way in hell that I'm going to try to trophy hunt in the Save the World edition. But I do think it's an interesting list to look at because, like you said, it's not very hard. It's just so fucking grindy. Mm-hmm. But are aren't you tinkering with jumping into that? Or weren't you toying around with that idea? I know Skrill said he was maybe going to do it too. Thinking about it, I've been playing on PC, so it's not a not a threat
2: to me that much. We'll see. I don't. I don't know. The uh, like I guess saying before the Epic Games achievements seem a little wacky where like i've played other games not recently maybe not since they're like update but i only have achievements for rocket league in there so
0: oh weird yeah
2: yeah so it's nice and clean list dude
0: yeah there you go i'm saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh,
2: go ahead before we move on i wanted to call this out since we're playing fortnite the new chapter three just started i've been talking about uh Minecraft just came out. There's all these things are coming out this time of year. I don't know what the hell is going on. But like I said, Diablo 3 season 25 started December 10th. Fortnite chapter 3 season 1 December 7th. Warzone Vanguard Pacific started on December 2nd. Yep. Rocket League free to play season 5 November 17th. Minecraft 1.18 November 30th. Killing Floor 2 had the chop till you drop update December 9th. And Destiny 2 had a big like. bungie 30 anniversary event on december 7th so it's been absolutely nuts dude if yeah. you're playing like free-to-play games it's fucking nuts
0: yeah i mean it i think a lot of what it is right and you, you could probably deduce this as well uh a lot of their audience is kids or college students and mm-hmm. around this time of year people generally have a few weeks off including around thanksgiving so they have more time to game what do you know bunch of new content bunch of seasonal events yeah. new passes you know so yeah. Yep. wild man it's the same thing for like start of summer i bet you we'll see another blast of that shit into may early june mm. so
2: yeah because if these last the fortnight seasons last around three months most seasons last around two three months kind of deal right that's
0: uh, uh middle of march yeah. yeah and then they'll have another season and, then, and that one will end and then, and then yep summertime yeah and i'm you know i'm in the middle of this hundred days no purchasing challenge for games and i got a hundred dollar psn gift card for christmas i know it's not christmas yet i opened it early my aunt said it was fine because i'm not gonna be home on christmas and um yeah it's been a struggle to not just be like fuck it i'm purchasing the battle pass <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for fortnite or for call of duty and i mean if you uh, yeah. if
2: you commit you might you may get it gifted who knows
0: but. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll just get all the free stuff and be like, "That's swag," you know. Just only it's, getting the free shit. That's that's how you really swag. flex on kids. You don't want yeah. Spider-Man, dude? Nah, I got the webs. I don't need him. You know, I, can... I got the free PlayStation Plus skin.
2: <laughs> I got the icon. I got the icon of the webs. It works.
0: Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> um, but I guess to allude to like what we've been talking about a lot, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Vanguard, you know. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and that is uh is is been. Pretty enjoyable I have to say at least for the first about 25 hours 30 hours or so I don't necessarily know how good I would feel about like hard committing to playing this multiplayer all the time because that's really grindy but I hope that the zombies mode which is really bare bones right now it has no easter egg it's got no like hidden secrets of really any kind in it and is very simple and easy I hope that they expand upon it because right now it's a lot of fun to grind out trophies in that mode And just hop in for like an hour and a half and like not really have to worry too much. But eventually that's the part that I would like to return to if they add more like, you know, skins, calling cards, Easter eggs, maps, those kinds of things. So that's like what I would eventually want to buy the battle pass for if it gets good. But there's no way of knowing what they're going to add at this point. And thus far, the game's been out a month. They haven't really done anything other than this, uh, a couple balance tweaks this week. So it's been interesting. But I did want to call out from a trophy perspective, if you are looking to get into this game, the guide on PSN Profiles suggests this, and I will reiterate the suggestion. Play the zombies mode to level up your character and your guns. So I'm only missing four trophies right now, and the, the trophies are to reach multiplayer level 55, so max level, reach max level with an operator, which is like your character. There's a roster, and you pick one, and you level them up individually for like cosmetics. It doesn't do anything really in the game, but you got to get one of those to max level. You got to get your weapon, a weapon to max level, which is level seventy. So it's it's pretty grindy. And then there's the trophies to eliminate ten thousand zombies, and eliminate twenty five hundred zombies with a pack a punch weapon level three. So like a fully upgraded weapon in that mode. The cool thing is your experience carries over. So using your gun in Zombies will level it up for your multiplayer, will level up your multiplayer rank, we'll level up your operator, will get you the kills towards those grindy milestone trophies. So it kind of all syncs together. And I would really recommend that you just hop into Zombies to get the most XP possible. Like when I was doing that initially, when you're lower level, I would play till like round 15 and hop out and I would go up like 15 levels. Like just an insane amount. Uh, Of course, it's slowed down now that I'm, like, level 51 or something like that. So, you know, eventually, like, it gets a little harder. But that's definitely the way to do it. And the other zombies trophies are miscellaneous ones that are really easy to go for. So you're going to get them anyway. So that's my recommendation is play zombies. Use the combat shotgun. Shotguns in this game are overpowered in general. But the combat shotgun specifically, level that bad boy up, pack a punch, and you will one-shot most enemies in that game up through around like 15 or 16 and that's about all you would need to get to anyway to grind out that stuff so that's what I would say for those modes the uh the multiplayer seems fun it's typical COD multiplayer like you're either gonna love it or hate it I think based on the game speed and all that kind of stuff it has a lot of maps at launch so I'll give it that and you can also do this cool thing where you decide how big you want your game size to be you put a preference down so there's like tactical which is 4v4 i can't remember what it's either blitz or assault but basically there's 4v4 6v6 and 8v8 and you can choose which you prefer so you can get like kind of the experience you want out of it i usually choose 4v4 because it's more traditional and uh yeah it's it's fun i mean you know there's lots of unlocks lots of gun skins lots of like emote shit calling cards You know, so you're going to be getting stuff every time you play. It's just like Fortnite. So if you like that, like, sort of checkbox customization come in and do stuff thing, it's great. There is no daily quest, but there are challenges that you can do for your overall career to uh, keep getting XP and stuff like that. So that is good. And uh, the campaign, though, I did want to just quickly say I think the campaign is getting a bad rap this year. Um, Most of what I have seen have called it, like, either shallow or you know basically just not very enjoyable or saying that it has a lot of technical issues and that kind of stuff and it could have been when it came out that it did playing it a few weeks after launch i had no issues with the campaign whatsoever i thought the campaign was really fun actually and yes it did have a lot of cutscenes in it but the cutscenes are very well produced they look great the acting is good um you know the overall story which no one seems to touch on in the reviews it's not really a spoiler like It's sort of a middle ground between trying to make zombies, like, canon. Like, why the zombies mode exists, maybe, or something like that. So it's, like, a little bit uh, supernatural. They hint at it. They don't go all the way there. And it's uh, a story within the World War II setting that we all know super well, but they kind of do something different within it, in that there's, like, Nazis that are keeping secrets from other Nazis, and that secret is these various projects of the occult and you're looking to like stop one of them project phoenix which you know rise from the ashes come back from the dead it's not really hard to put two and two together that they're trying to like create zombies right so i thought it was pretty cool i don't i don't really get what all the hate is about but um yeah i i i think it was fun there's a few trophies just to call out before we before we get going um one of them is holy shit of course i can't find it now oh duck and dive in the battle of midway avoid getting hit by bullets during the first dive bomb this trophy will give you some trouble. You're you're going to be flying a plane, and you have to, as it would suggest, dive bomb a, a carrier, uh, and a ship. When you're diving down, it's sort of an on rails sequence of about twenty to thirty seconds, and you're going to be getting shot at from below the whole time. So you'll see like streams of bullets coming your way, and you don't have a lot of room to dodge. And if you dodge too far away, the game will have like a faux explosion like near you and push you back like where you need to be. And you can't get hit by any bullets from the ships. So that part took me probably like 10 to 15 tries. Luckily, there is a checkpoint right before the sequence starts. So you just keep restarting it. Um, And you can also play it on like casual or I can't remember what novice or something. The easiest difficulty if you want. Uh, I did it on normal and I thought it was fine and um the other trophy that seems to be giving a lot of people trouble is called behind you which is in lady nightingale take out all of steiner's troops in the department store using only takedowns so takedowns are stealth melee kills and it's a special prompt that comes up and you can't just melee a a person until they die right if you shoot your gun uh it voids the trophy if you get a kill by you killing a troop who drops a grenade and kills someone else it voids the trophy if you accidentally do a regular melee instead of a takedown, voids the trophy, and so you have to be really particular. Yeah, um, there, there's probably like fifty something enemies you need to kill in this way, and they're actively hunting for you and trying to kill you during this. So, and you also have a gun the whole time, so you have to like be very diligent about not pressing the right tri- <laughs> right trigger and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that that was probably the hardest one. If you go on the forums, it's at a zero point four percent on the app, but at eighteen point four percent on PSN profiles. The the trick that I learned here is if you press up on the D pad, your character will whistle. It's a way to like sort of just dis- like distract them and then like run away. It's how the game intends you to use it, or draw them to a corner and then you can you know do your stealth takedown. But if you're getting shot at by someone and you press it, the Soldier will, for some reason, pause and just stand there for a sec and it'll let you do your takedown. Like the prompt will come up. So it's kind of broken. Yeah. So that's the way that I like I abused that when I read that on the forums and I did this whole thing in one try and it still took probably 45, 50 minutes. So I can understand people being bummed if you do, you know, have to do this thing like six times in a row.
2: Jesus Murphy, 45, an hour, dude.
0: Yeah, probably. Like around there. Um, and again, there's lots of checkpoints throughout the level. So if you need to, you know, if you're at all like, oh, I think I did something that avoided it, I would just restart it. Mm. And like, or like, you know, revert to the last checkpoint. Um, so yeah, uh, beating the campaign on Veteran is a gold. I did that. Just wanted to say as a shout out, they don't tell you this in the menu when you're selecting the difficulty, but it removes your hit markers when you play on Veteran. So enemies are more lethal, obviously you die much faster, but that was probably the biggest change for me actually, is that you don't get hit confirmation markers when you're shooting someone, and normally now in games, like you'll get a little red hit marker when you kill an enemy, that's gone obviously too, so it's more realistic, but also like, did I kill that guy, or is he like, knocked down but still gonna shoot me with his pistol when he's dying, you know, and like two shot me when I run out, so that part of, part of it was a little bit uh, confusing. So, yeah. Anyway, the game is sitting at a 14.58% on PSN profiles. It's one of the more common Call of Duty Platinums. It's actually a higher percentage Platinum than the Modern Warfare 2019 COD, which is insane to me because that game was all campaign stuff and all relatively easy. So, yeah. And it's only 0.2% on the app. So, to me, that means people are not playing the campaign, like, really at all. You know, like, some of the most common trophies... On the app for this game are to reach level 55 in multiplayer, max out your operator, and max out your weapon. So clearly, we know what people are doing in these games. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Actually, they are the most common on PSN profiles, too. So that's what um, people just play multiplayer. Yeah. Um, But this is
2: higher than Modern Warfare. Yeah. That means they're playing the campaign now. There's campaign trophies, right?
0: Yeah. So they're playing
2: the campaign now, but they weren't in 2019.
0: Nope. I guess not. Interesting. Interesting. I, I find that really weird. I'm just going to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass here. Yeah, so it's 8.68% for the Modern Warfare, and this one is almost 15%. So it's like kind of double. Which is oh, really nuts.
2: well, I, uh, Modern Warfare had all the Warzone people's, that list pops.
0: Oh, Remember? you're right. That's it what we were online. just talking about.
2: Okay. Yeah. So maybe okay. that's something to do with it.
0: Oh yeah. No, that that's a that's a really good point. Let me look up just real quick before we go. I want to see knows, uh, I want to see sure. Cold War trophies cuz maybe that's a better comparison. Yeah, so Cold War's platinum is 4.3% on PSN profiles versus Vanguard's 14.6. So yeah. That's probably a better uh a better one. But Either way, I, I do recommend this game. Um, the one thing and the caveat I've always said with Call of Duty is it's probably not something you should buy every year and play because they're so similar. And yeah, you're going to get burnt out. But hey, if you haven't played a Call of Duty in a few years, this one is no worse than any other one to pick up and try. You know, so that's kind of how I'm going to approach this franchise moving forward is like, you know, maybe I'll skip next year's and then get the, the following or, you know, whatever it is. But I I think it's good. I would say if you can get it on sale at some point, which I know is rare for CODs, but if you can get it for like $35, $40, definitely pick it up. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Hoping to finish it in the next... I probably got like three or four hours of grinding left on that game, and then the plat will be mine. And then I got to get to Demon Souls and bust that out and finish that. That's the game plan. So Mass? Yes, sirs. Um, do you guys have anything else to add before we close out episode... 48 of the show pretty good okay i think we're good to go so where can the folks find you at eli
2: you can find me on instagram Narshire 13 131 d the epic games as well narshire13 let's uh let's build on some foes
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice daryl what about you
1: uh the tall simone guy you can find me on instagram and twitch
0: yes sir and you can find me on the discord of course find all of us on the discord but youtube and all gaming stuff ck present let's uh let's shit on some noobs i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> let's, let's go let's, let's,
2: let's poop th- out some snowman and yeah pop out on some pussies. let's go
0: play some fall guys huh <laughs> how about that <laughs> <No>! <laughs> (laughs) oh man all right well that's gonna do it here for us uh episode 48 of the show we hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season and of course we'll be back on the first of the year with episode 49 so yeah take care everyone and happy gaming goodbye